Welcome to this week's episode of What the Tech Just Happened. I'm your host, Penny Conway, with my co-host, Rob McIntosh. And today we are covering the top tech trends for 2020. What is in your future? Uh, Forecasts say that artificial intelligence, mobile payment systems, and 3D printing are on the rise. And today we are going to dig into those and much more to see what is on the horizon for you in 2020 on What the Tech Just Happened. Good morning, Rob, and welcome to Techsperience. Morning, Penny. How are you? Good. Rob McIntosh, as you all remember, is our co-host for each week with What the Tech Just Happened. And Rob, you actually put together a robust list for 2020 trends. I did. I'm actually pretty excited about this year. There's a lot happening in in tech. And uh, we did our, you know, our first podcast on AI. We have another one coming up um, the end of this month. So I hope everybody stays tuned for that. Um, But I think there's just an explosion right now in AI. Uh, This 5G that's going to be coming up, that's going to absolutely transform businesses and even individuals too. So a lot of cool things in tech. Yeah. You know, I remember when we did the AI episode originally, we were kind of just talking about tool sets and things like that. And then we got into a conversation about um, the next revolution of robots. Right. (laughs) And what happens to all of us that do jobs like this. Yeah. (laughs) Never fear. 2020 is here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, so AI, you know, people are afraid of it a little bit and we've, we've kind of done a deep dive, but let's, let's kind of talk about it high level. You know, what is AI? You know, we know it's more of a study. And then the subset of that is the machine learning um, and, you know, the whole robotic process automation and, you know, how that really kind of goes and works within somebody's um, tech stack and how it works within their business and how it can, you know, transform their business and how people are using it now with IoT, the Internet of Thing and their things and their devices there. So... It, it, let, let's just talk a little bit about AI and where yeah. we think it's going to go um, as far as transforming businesses in 2020. I think one of the things about AI is it in its lowest form, it is just it's just automation. It's taking things like I look at something as simple as I go on um, a site on Google and I can start typing my name and all of my information shows up and I don't have to keep doing that. Or I go onto a site and I can log into something and use my Google or my Facebook and everything's there. Like I think that there's such a a low level of it that is true convenience that none of us even realize is happening because it's just making everything so convenient and the same thing in in businesses like think about all the menial tasks that people do at work that are filling out forms or you know say someone I was talking to a college a few weeks ago that um they their whole admissions process is completely automated now it's a workflow it goes through a piece of paper never touches a person's hands it goes through an entire system for approval or denial or I should say acceptance or rejection um for admission but those are the kind of things that are just the low-hanging fruit of AI that's just increasing productivity, not the scary robot 
AI. Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head is that people don't understand exactly what is AI and they interact with it almost on a daily basis and not realize it. So like you said, filling out the forms, generating reports, right. and the algorithms that go into that report building. So a lot of these, um, these software programs that have been designed are designed to understand and learn what your processes are and then make it easier for the next time around. So the first, um, the, the first set of uh, software that came out didn't necessarily have that machine learning in it. And now they've developed the AI, so it has that machine learning. So as you do these menial tasks, the next time you do it, it becomes easier. Those right. form fills is a perfect example that you start typing your name. Now it knows your name when you you put P-E-N there, it, feel, it fills out Penny for you. And you're like, oh, okay, great. And so that's just a small set and, you know, a, a, a small... Um, example of how it makes it easier for you. And then generating those reports, that's a, that's, again, that's a big part of business processes is those different reports that need to be generated on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. And so that these software programs are able to take care of those tasks for them much, much more easy. Right. And that's, uh, imagine how much more productive a business could be with more automation. I look at, you know, even in my own role, the amount of reports that I pull just to go and find a small piece of information with which if something was automatically generated, knowing that I'm looking for that information on right. a regular basis. Right. Um, but so what are the, you know, what are some of the, when we look at the bigger AI trends, I, I know the whole self-driving car is a huge thing. Facial recognition within HI, uh, sorry, AI is a huge thing. So what are, like when we take it from a step beyond the form fill and the automated reporting, um, what are, you know, what's the outlook for companies when they're looking at those more high level, um, true robotic a artificial intelligence pieces? So, so when you're talking the true robotics, so you're talking like uh, autonomous vehicles? Yeah. Yeah. The scary uh, stuff, right? The self-driving yeah. stuff. You, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna leave that more to Jamal when he does, <laughs> when he does his talk on AI. You don't want to be the expert on AI I, today. I, I, I don't, and I think I'll be exposed very quickly for not being the expert on AI when I start doing that. <laughs> you know, but um, cybersecurity obviously is going to be a big part yep. of, and, and is going to continue in 2020, and AI will will play a, a large part of that, uh, as well as chatbots. Um, you know, Ooh, the chatbots are becoming huge. They're everywhere. Right. And they're smart. They, they are smart. <laughs> so the in interesting thing about chatbots is they've been doing a lot of testing now and they do that, that Turing test where you'll be actually speaking on the phone with a chatbot and you don't know it. And they've gotten to that point where they can actually fool humans into thinking that they're talking to another human. So it recognizes inflection it recognizes speech patterns, it recognizes particular phrases, so that when you chat with them, it adapts to you as well. And it knows what you're, it, it anticipates where you're gonna be going with something. Is this is this like a typing chat or a talking chat? This is a talking a chat. Talking when, chat. You, when you call up now and you go into those automated voice systems, the chat bots are, they're, they're audio chat bots. Jeez. And they are starting to fuel, fool humans. Well, you get it now where you'll get that, um, that robocall and all of a sudden there's that pause. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. And you start talking. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, about 20, 30 seconds into it. And you're like, wait a minute. You're not, 
you're a robot. You're not even a human. Do you well, do you say that? You should say that. <laughs> well, I, 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 Wait a second. Well, at first I would hang up, and then then all of a sudden I find myself actually talking talking to, to the robot. <laughs> no, like, that I. It was funny. I didn't. It took me a second to remember the Turing test, but all my point of references come from Silicon Valley, and they did a Turing test on on an AI. We're going to do a machine. whole episode just on, on Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley for you. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, so that's, you know, we talk about the chat bots and it's not just texting chat bots, which it's really easy to, to fool humans with those. Um, oh, but I, for days I would talk to Comcast crazy on right? the chat bot. And I, it, it took me a long time to realize that that was not a person on the other <laughs> side. They could never help me. All right. May, maybe you're easier to fool than others, <laughs> Penny. I don't know. <laughs> So, uh, and then, you know, we already know AI and entertainment and we know what's going on with Netflix and how it learns, you know, oh, here's other recommended movies yep. for you based on some of the things that you've watched. Um, and, uh, you know, so that, that whole process of machine learning and understanding patterns, that's going to continue into 2020. And I'm really excited to, to hear what Jamal has to say. He has a whole new talk on AI and, and machine learning. So that's exciting. It yeah. Exciting. So we, we have him, we have him coming soon. So yep. we'll expand on that more. Great. Um, so the other thing while we're on AI, let's, um, we talked, we touched on this very briefly a couple of weeks ago, but, um, mobile payment systems, Yes. I I was watching TV the other night and I saw not only did I see the Apple commercial for Apple Pay, but I saw um something called Chime. Have you heard of Chime? No. It is another I I guess bank, like a but not a bank. It's a bank but not a bank. All of these and the last one I remember really seeing coming up was Ally. A long time ago, like it was like the bank that everyone wanted to do. And then when Orange, ING Orange, way back in the day with their savings accounts, like you had all of these trendy banks pop up. But Chime is a um, a whole mobile banking system that you track on your phone. It's an app. They give you a card just like Apple Pay. And I... I didn't look into it to see if it's the whole like FDIC insured. I'm I'm sure there's some sort sort of insurance around it, but I am increasingly interested in people's willingness to have all of their money sitting on a phone. It, yeah, it's it's a little weird. And I I worked um, for a company where they were uh, very paranoid about um, security you know, and doing anything on the internet. They, they kind of locked us down doing anything on the internet, yet these same folks are doing online banking left and right and <laughs> didn't mind having these apps on their phone. So it's a, for whatever reason, if it comes from the financial institution, they, they feel that it's, it's more locked down. Um, and in actuality, a lot of these things um, when you get it on a digital form is a little more locked down. Like when you look at an Apple pay, when you put that onto one of those machines that, and I think we talked about this in one of our past podcasts, um, that it's all encrypted and you, you're using, whether it's your fingerprint, fingerprint recognition, or you're putting in your password in order to unlock it. Um, so that you can pay. So the way, you know, obviously if somebody steals your phone and they have your fingerprint, then maybe they can break into it. Um, but it's more secure than if you took your regular um, credit card out 
and swiped it through a machine because those machines can be right. They pay. Yeah, we talked about the RFID right protectors. Yep, yep and yep. things like that. There are a lot more ways that people can. Um, steal your information from your credit card, but it's more secure when you do it through an app and do it through an Apple Pay, through it, do it through a Chime, uh, or one of those other apps that 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 the financial institutions have. But let me challenge you on that because so yeah, it, it's more it's safer when I'm making a a payment or I'm I'm purchasing something, but um, I don't know if we should be talk about such sensitive issues, but. Um, after what's just happened in Iran, there's all sorts of warnings around cybersecurity and financial systems. And so I, I think my my concern over the mobile payment thing is not necessarily me using my mobile payment system. But if all of my money is now tied up in a company like Apple, what happens if something happens to Apple? Or what happens if something happens to Chime? Where does all my money go? So you're, you're talking about something much larger with their- the cyber, like the the grander cybersecurity threat of all of our money sitting. Right, and and I think that threat is there no matter where you are, you know, because there can be breaches anywhere in, in your own financial institution as well. Uh, those things are tied, you know, if, if you have anything tied to your your bank account, you have FDIC, you know, that's why there there's there is insurance um, for that. So at first, if something is wiped out or if there is um, identity theft, that is a, that's a tough thing to go through, and you're going to have to go through the litany of of trying to figure that that side of it out. But as far as if you put everything into an Apple Pay, you have everything tied into Apple, and then all of a sudden there's a breach on the Apple side. Yes, there. All of a sudden, you could go into your. Oof. Yep, you could go into your <laughs> bank account and say, "What just happened here?" Yep. Um, there are obviously um, there's protection on many different levels for Apple uh, to help you out if that did happen. And I think we would have a much larger problem in this company uh, in this country if Apple got breached to that level and millions of people's bank accounts went poof, as you put it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the technical term for losing all of your money. <laughs> and, and I think they also have so many layers of protection now and encryption now that they would be able to see that, that threat coming. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing that's great is every time that there's one of these attacks, it makes us more and more secure that they figure out, okay, here's, here's the back door. So they, you know, we talked about ethical hacking, and I think that's something that's interesting in, um, in companies right now is they have teams of people doing this ethical hacking. And um, even our own cybersecurity team says that those, the ethical hackers will always win over the, the people that they're trying to break into. So they will figure out a way to get in, and it's just a matter of the damage that they can do and how they're getting in and what they're doing once they're in there. Right. So we've, we've had those, those discussions of <clears throat> how companies are going and protecting themselves now, and they're looking where they're, they're left exposed, and then you know what, what type of safeguards that they can put into place to, to get over that. Yeah. Have you, um, have I, like all the big ones that have happened, I think Marriott, Equifax, I think it was Equifax, right? Yep. Um, Target, was your card ever, Never. your information ever compromised? Not once. I, I haven't no, gone through it. Not I, gone I know. And I, 
I don't look, they, they, they always say it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, right, right. you know, and, and so I, I try to protect myself as much as possible. You know, when I started looking into, I do use Apple Pay, when I started looking into the encryption and the protection and found out that it's actually more safe than my credit card, I try to use that as much as possible. Do a lot of places take Apple Pay? I'm surprised how many take really? Apple Pay. Yep. Even like... I, I guess we can mention that Market Basket takes Apple Pay, so that's why. Do, I do they all, really? They do. That's why I do all my shopping. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, Not that I have cool. an Apple phone or Apple Pay, but it's just <laughs> interesting. I like people. I still see people writing checks with their um, like Market Basket gives out a like a card that shows that you've been cleared to write checks to Market Basket. <laughs> so I figure if you are a, a store that is still handing out check cards then maybe you don't have Apple Pay, uh, but hey, I'm proof, I've been proven wrong. Yeah, no, they're, they're, and I think you're going to see a lot more uh, companies, especially in retail, that's going to be taking advantages of, you know, mobile, mobile payment and AI uh, and those things, or else they're going to be left behind. So, you, you know, th those, everything's trending that way, too, for retail. I wonder, too, on the, on the backside of that, when you're using Apple Pay, um, back to the AI thing, is how much more data they're collecting on you. Oh yeah. That's, um, the, by, that's... by integrating all of these things, like your, like Apple was a retail experience, not a payment experience. And now you're meshing them together. All of the, um, on my iPad the other day, my, my daughter was using it and it now is recording screen time. Oh, right. And yeah. I was like, don't you shame me, Apple. <laughs> like, I've been sick. This I, kid needs to be on this iPad. <laughs> I, I get those notifications. Your screen time has been up by 17% this week. I'm like, oh, I know. Man. I just think about how much information Apple has on you, Rob, as a person, now that you have taken the leap into Apple Pay. Yeah. That and also even my Alexa, all the stuff that you know that Alexa is collecting. So they have data mining as a service pretty much these days. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not that end of worlder that cares that much. I no, it's made my life easier. Yeah. Quite honestly, the more that the more that all these companies like I I feel like scared about it when I think too much about it. But at the same time, like when we were having that retail um, conversation. Um, with the digital signage team, I was like, it's actually Target being able to see where I am and what I'm looking at and what I picked up and what I put down actually makes my life easier in the end. And it makes them more money. It, it does. And you're, I mean, you are just kind of numbers and facts and figures to right. these folks. You know, they're not looking to oh, see where you're going next so that they can go meet you in a dark parking lot and, right. and kidnap you, you know, and I think that's, uh, sometimes some of the mentality, well, I don't want them to know, you know, I get it on, on a kid level, you know, because there's, there's right. unfortunately, there's a lot of predators and stuff out there. So you have to be very careful. And, and if you're, you know, if you're a parent out there, honestly, you know, keep an eye on what your kids are doing online. Cause it, it, it can be dangerous if you're not aware of some of the stuff that's happening, but from, you know, an adult standpoint and you know, what you're doing online, as long as you do it responsibly. I, I don't mind so much the data mining because as you mentioned, it does make my life easier mm -hmm. too. If I'm on Netflix and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this might be 
something that you would enjoy. Like, you're like, oh. oh, now I have a way to spend the next eight hours. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Netflix. Thank you, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I think the paranoia may, in, you know, in 2020 will lessen a little bit more because people, as people get used to technology, they go, okay, I, I get what they're trying to do here. If it's new and they don't understand it like anything else, they fear it until they they get it. Yeah. You know, and, and when something else new comes along, um, there's always going to be new threats and there's going to be new people that are trying to expose that for what it is. You just got to be careful. That's right. All. Right. But in the meantime, just use it. Use it for good. Use it for good. That's I, right. I actually I was on my I went on to my Google Maps the other day and I was looking for when they just when they um, had the setting, the new feature that told you where you parked. I thought that was, I was over the moon with that. Cool, right? But now they give you, you can actually go and look, even if you didn't like map it, just go see where you've been. If you're like, oh, I was at a restaurant or, oh, I was here. Oh, I, I mean, not good for people who are trying to hide. And <laughs> True. people, so if you are in maybe a, a tumultuous relationship, you might want to turn off your location, <laughs> your location. But for me, it's actually really helpful. It's like, oh, you visited this place, you know, one month ago. Right down to, I, I didn't know how long it had been since I got my dogs groomed. And I just looked up the dog groomer and it's like, oh, you were here eight weeks ago. I'm like, oh, could I get the dog groomed? It's been a long time. Well, I don't want to look to see when I had my teeth cleaned last. See, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Look up your dentist. You'll find out the last time. But anyway, um, no, it, it's uh, it's really cool. I think everything going on with mobile payments, the whole like data mining around AI, making um, our lives easier in 2020, I think that can only translate into the corporate world. And I think that that's going to be, um, corp corporations are obviously slower to adopt AI. They're dealing with much more sensitive information than what you and I have. Um, but I think it's going to be a decade where we truly see an acceleration of how people are using automation um, from finance all the way to marketing. Right. And, uh, you know, the whole voice recognition too. I think, uh, you know, companies within AI, uh, that whole realm of the AI, they're going to be taking advantage of that as as well. Oh, totally. You know? And like we said, we talked we talked about that in the financial world. Uh, they're doing that. Capital One is doing that. Um, you know, as we know, Amazon does that. Um, Google does that. So all, all the big companies, Facebook. Uh, yeah, and they the um, they actually Amazon, Amazon, Apple. Uh, there's a couple of others, but they're actually joining forces. Um, and coming up with a consistent language for all of their voice activated, voice enabled devices. So it's about time, right? So, I mean, and Apple was probably like, Hey, Amazon, can you help us? <laughs> hey, Alexa, it's Siri. <laughs> can you help me understand a single thing someone says to me? <laughs> so it's probably good because I feel like every time I asked Siri something, she would just take me to a web page, which was useless for me. I, I think they, I, again, I look at the voice recognition and I think that it just plays with you and it, it's, it, it knows really what you're saying <laughs> and it knows how to answer, but it's like, no. It's just I'm trying gonna, to tick me off. I'm going to screw with her. <laughs> I really am. I'm going to screw with you for a little bit. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that's going to be a huge, like when we start to see the, their upgrades and their updates to their, their operating systems with a, a single language and how they hear people, how they respond to people, I think that is just going to be off the rails. I agree. Cool. So that's a good transition too. So some of the things that these 
um, AI devices use and AI software uses is, is the, the actual network itself. And we know that uh, 4G AL, LTE was, was huge and still is. And now that's starting to transform into 5G. Yes, 5G. Tell me about, so tell us a little bit about 5G, what you know. Yeah, so, so 5G is, is the next generation in, in wireless connectivity. Um, and it's not just wireless technology now. It's also going to start enabling the development of, you know, more of these um, devices and the deployment and development of IoT um, and AI devices and more of the immersive technologies. So it's not just the network itself. It's the the capability. It reduces latency. I, I right. forget what the latency is now on 5G, but it's like so minuscule that you can almost do some of these on, I mean, um, uh, uh, wireless gaming now, like gaming used to be something that if the, the latency was really, huge yeah, you thing. had to be on a net, like a true network, a true network. Yep. So mm -hmm. now with 5g coming out, it's going to change the gaming world. It's going to change some of the, uh, immersive technologies like AR and VR. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are going to start to explode more. And again, it's, you know, you're not just talking, you're not just talking speed, you're talking uh, overall connectivity with, uh, with 5G too. Yeah, it's, um, I heard, so we have, uh, we have a little bit of a 5G practice um, here within Connection and I, um, we should have actually that team come on and, and talk about what 5G truly is. But I, one thing that stuck out in my head the last time I, I talked to them was, it is processing data faster than like 5,000 times faster than the human brain. Wow. Um, so it, uh, scary cool, like the AI stuff in terms of how fast it is able to actually, it's not downloading pictures. Like remember when you could see the commercials of how slow a picture would download and they're like, oh, three G's here and it will right. show up faster. And it's like now five G's here and Oh, it's just going to think for you. Like exactly. it's going to just download the picture. Cause it knew that that's what you wanted to download. Exactly. <laughs> and again, I just want to kind of preface this for the, the audience that, you know, neither Penny or I are, are experts are on any of these things. So we're just kind of reporting what yes. the trends are for 2020. So if you guys are looking for really deep insight, you're probably going to be woefully disappointed <laughs> with, with what we're able to tell you. But here's, here's, you know, again, some of the, the reasons that I like, you know, what the tech just happened is to talk about these these trends and these these things that are coming up. And then it's also a little bit of a teaser because we are going to be doing more of a deep dive with an expert right. that can talk about it. And to Penny's point, I think we, we would love to bring on somebody that um, really understands 5G more and can give you guys some real insight and how it can be used and help help you in your company help you in your personal life too uh, you know in ai as we mentioned we're going to be bringing on what we feel is our number one expert here in, in the company with jamal khan and he'll be doing a deep dive into that and and anything else if you guys you know definitely um email us write us you know call us and give us some of your ideas just go on to the tech experience website and uh, leave a message of some of the subjects that you might want us to touch on and we can certainly do that for you yeah, uh, Rob, that was a great um, reinforcement while we sounded like we had no idea what we were talking about. But no, that's a, we do so much within these walls and there are, we both have um, areas of expertise, but we have so many people that live and breathe this stuff every single day. Um, so this, you know, this weekly episode is really more of a teaser for 
what's to come over the next few weeks around AI and um, 5G and all that good stuff. Right. <clears throat> so uh, other things in 2022, there's, you know, multi-cloud. Uh, IBM had just purchased Red Hat. So yep. a, a lot of folks are going into that whole multi-cloud platform now. Um, so those are some things to, to kind of take a look at. Uh, TV technology, too. Um, oh, God, yeah. It, it's just crazy how that's exploding. Uh, and the, the technologies keep going from, you know, you had... Um, uh, you know, you had plasma TVs that came out, which were big and thick and beautiful, uh, but high, very expensive for right. um, for um, energy consumption. And then you went into LCD, LED, and now they have OLED, uh, which is tremendous. Things are getting, you know, thinner and thinner, lighter and lighter, crisper. And uh, and now the smart TVs that have come out and how they're connecting again through AI. Oh, my God. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all this, all the uh, the new technology, and they're up to eight K, right? I think my TV is a four K, but I is eight K. Eight, eight. They do have TVs that are eight K. Uh, unfortunately, there's there's no real content for eight K yet. So, uh, the experts are saying d don't invest in TVs with eight K. You're gonna you're gonna waste your money. There's just not enough content. You know, this there's barely enough content for four K. For four K, right yeah. now, and in broadcast, I don't even think that the the backbone is available yet. Although with the, uh, we'd have to talk to our experts about 5G. If 5G is capable of doing broadcast 8K now, uh, I, I don't know how that bandwidth works and what the, you know, again, what the algorithms are. Yeah, that'd um, be a fun one, a fun one to dig into because the, the 4K I was blown away by. Yeah. Um, and my, my husband actually just put on a 4K screensaver of SEALs on our TV screen That's and cool. I swear to God, I'm standing right in front of it and I feel like they're, <laughs> You're at the they're there, but they're not there. And <laughs> yeah. that's actually what my daughter said. Like they're there, but they're not here. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so put, it, put on it's, some 3d glasses too and do, do I the, know, the 3d I and know. 4k. Well, the 3D TV didn't really take off, did it? No, it didn't. No. I thought it would. Mm. Uh, people don't like putting stuff on. No. 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 So, uh, the, the, yeah, the TVs and then along with that, obviously, the video streaming is going to continue yep. to explode. Um, and I, I think as more and more people start cutting the cord and they look at all the different streaming options that they have. And I think more and more are going to come out now until there's that point where cable is going to be like, oh, well, oh. you know, what's going to happen, though, is everyone has segment. Everyone's cutting the cord. They're getting all these streaming services. It's only a matter of time until someone sweeps up all those streaming services, repackages it at KS Cable and we're paying $250 again. <laughs> you are so right. Oh, God, please don't let that happen. It, it probably. So enjoy your decade yeah. of streaming services, because I can almost guarantee after this decade, there will be a. a a reformation of what television I think, service is. I think that it's going to have a different look to it, though. They have to have that a la carte side to it, where right now cable doesn't. You know, they have your three packages, basic, medium, and, and here's they everything. They do, but think about think about how everyone owns all the stations. You have NBC that owns 45 different stations, so you can't just pick... True. You either pick NBC and all their affiliates or you pick CBS and all their affiliates and so on and so forth. Yeah, good point. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with TV because I we are TV people yeah. and um, we have a lot of streaming services right now. Yeah. Uh, biometrics, you know, another big trend, oh, yeah. you know, like we had talked about with the facial recognition. Yep. 
uh, you know, and, and the fingerprint security that's coming out. So I think that's going to be continuing, you know, maybe the retina scans becomes, you know, a, 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 a bigger thing as well. Who knows? I'm not ready. You're not ready for that? I'm not ready for the retina scan. <laughs> <laughs> I am not ready. Uh, connection, you'll have to, you know, prick your finger and... and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Connection. It looks like you have the flu today. You are locked out. <laughs> oh no! Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. You never that, know. Yeah, hey, Not that 2020, would, but that might be our 2025 podcast. Yeah, that uh, that what a world that would be. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking of of being sick and healthcare, where my brain is going. Um, you have on your list 3D printing. Yes, and 3D printing is one of those things that. Uh, when it first came out, I remember there was mass hysteria when someone had printed a weapon. Um, and then there was kind of some in education, some neatness around just the creation engineering part of 3d printing, but 3d printing is a, a real thing now. Like they're printing prosthetic legs. They are printing heart valves. They are printing, um, tons of stuff um, in healthcare, but beyond healthcare, 3D printing is expected to grow exponentially. Yeah, it, it is. And it's, you know, for those that, that may be not familiar with 3D printing, it is the, uh, the printing of three-dimensional objects from a digital file. And uh, it's basically done through, you know, um, adding on thinly sliced layers so there's a um, uh, th there is a software package or a CAD package that you can design your particular object in, and then you feed it into a 3D printer via the internet or via USB. So it's it's a process where they add layers. So 3D printing uses additive manufacturing as opposed to subtractive manufacturing. And so that actually can save you in materials as well. There's, there's less material waste doing it that way. So it can create complex shapes using less materials. So um, there's 3D services out there where you can create it and then you can send it off to them. Or there's 3D printers now. I mean, they're, they're actually very affordable. You can get a really good... Yeah, they're not bad. No, yeah. for, for four or $500, yeah. you can get your own 3D printer in, in your home and do some of these things. Obviously, it's, it's very basic and it's done through, you know, plastic materials. Uh, and that plastic material is, the, I guess, the standard one is called PLA. I just learned this. It's called polylactic acid and it's, um, it's biodegradable and it's also derived from corn. So it's, it's kind of cool. And, and that's probably what makes it safe for humans? I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or everything's made from corn. <laughs> Um, and, and uh, back in the day, they, you know, they used to use it just as prototypes. 3D printing was yes. widely used for prototypes. And now it's being used in a lot of different, um, a lot of different industries from, from medical industry to obviously all in manufacturing is where it's uh, widely used. And they're saying Acumen Research said that um, 3D printing is going to reach 41 billion by the year 2026. That's insane. It is insane. So it's definitely here. Uh, it's exploding, and uh, again, something to watch for 2020. No, that's that's really cool, and I um, I think the more because uh, it's probably a substrate thing, being able to have those different substrates to print different materials, especially in manufacturing, like you're saying, you know, you can't necessarily use a piece of plastic for something that needs to be metal. 
Um, so the further we advance that, the more opportunity that's there. Um, and when you were saying subtractive and additive manufacturing, the cost savings to be able to build, say you have a teeny tiny part, and instead of stripping away all of that material around that part to create that, you're just building it from the ground up. Right. And and they do it with metal too. So it's not just plastic that they're doing this with. So it, it's metal. And again, if you think of all the different usage, usage in manufacturing, it, it gets kind of mind blowing. That's cool. We'll take a deeper dive into 3D printing too, because I think that there's probably so many uses for it that we don't even know about yet. So that covers uh, some tech trends for 2020 on what the tech just happened this week. Uh, Stay tuned over the next few weeks as we are going to have part two on our AI discussion with Jamal Khan, as well as um, it sounds like a few good episodes around 5G and 3 printing are coming down the pike as well. Um, Make sure to like this podcast on whatever platform you are listening on today and feel free to drop us a comment. Let us know what you think, what you want to hear. Um, your support helps us keep going. Rob, thanks so much for joining us today for another episode of What the Tech Just Happened. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Penny. Take care, everybody.